0: The world is changing. Inspiration is everywhere. It has never been so easy to connect, share, and bring people together. We're learning from others and finding the best in ourselves. Challenging our beliefs, sharing our vulnerability overcoming our fears, transforming ourselves so we can transform the world. How far can we go? This is London Real. I am Brian Rose. My guest today is... London Real. I am Brian Rose. My guest today is David Icke, the English writer, broadcaster, and public speaker, known since the 1990s as a professional conspiracy researcher, calling yourself a full-time investigator into who and what is really controlling the world. You are the author of over 21 books and have lectured in over 25 countries, speaking live for up to 10 hours to huge audiences, filling stadiums like Wembley Arena. You are here for the third time this year to talk about the COVID-19 pandemic and global lockdown the looming economic recession, dangerous technology rollouts, potential mandatory vaccinations, and the violation of our basic human right to freedom of speech. David, welcome back to London Real. Thank you, Brian. First of all, I want to announce that we are streaming now on our new digital freedom platform, which is a censorship-free, independent broadcasting system that is of the people, by the people, for the people, and available exclusively through our website at londonreal.tv. Can everyone watching please share this link now via the sidebar to any and all of your social media channels? Let me repeat that. Can everyone watching please share this link now via the sidebar to any and all of your social media channels? This is important. Simply ask your friends and family to give us 15 minutes, and then they can decide. David, I pledge to you and everyone watching us that none of this conversation will be edited, censored, removed, or banned and that anyone in the world can watch the full version of this episode free at londonreal.tv forward slash live, thanks to the generous donations of over 25,000 people around the world, also known as the London Real Army. For anyone wanting to become a founding member of this digital freedom platform, you can visit londonreal.tv forward slash freedom to donate and fight with us on the front lines to protect our human rights. Here at London Real, we've been a platform for free speech since 2011, and David, I'm excited to have you here today. I want to bring everyone up to speed on recent events, so I'm going to start there. 46 days ago, on March 18th, we broadcast Rose Ike One, which was our first conversation of 2020, where I asked you to make sense of the early days of the coronavirus pandemic and global market crash, as the UK was not yet on the t- uh, out of total lockdown. In this conversation, you spoke about your concept of problem-reaction-solution, you questioned the motives of the World Health Organization, and you warned of the looming Hunger Games Society. This episode immediately went viral and was watched over 10 million times from people all around the world keen to learn a different narrative than that of the mainstream media and governments. Then, 27 days ago, on April 6th, we broadcast our second conversation of 2020, Rose Ike 2, via YouTube, that became the second biggest live stream in the world that day, only behind that of the President of the United States, Donald Trump. With 65,000 concurrent viewers and nearly four times the previous live stream, we expected this episode to reach 40 million views, making it the largest video podcast in human history. 30 minutes later, that live stream episode was deleted and banned on YouTube with no explanation and no communication. In that episode, you spoke of the COVID-19 misdiagnosis and the misclassification of deaths, further dangerous technology rollouts, the vaccine agenda, economic totalitarianism, and the weaponizing of fear. The next day, a BBC article broke the news, and our representatives at YouTube accused you of being a COVID-19 denier and subsequently deleted and banned an additional 10 of your videos and my personal vlogs from our YouTube channel. Instagram, Facebook, and Dropbox followed suit by deleting and banning more of our videos, and the London Reel was completely deplatformed from LinkedIn and Vimeo without explanation. But we fought back and continued to host both episodes, Ike 1 and Rosike 2, on our website to millions and millions of viewers, and we still do today, while also suffering very sophisticated malicious attacks on our technology platform. Next, the UK regulator Ofcom, who is also in charge of issuing 5G licenses in this country, censored the broadcast of Ike 1 on London Live, which is a television channel we have provided content to for many years. Ofcom said, and I quote, it risked causing significant harm to viewers. At this point, I had had enough, and I believe in the fundamental right to freedom of speech. So I decided we could no longer rely on any third party for broadcasting. And 11 days ago, we began crowdfunding to create the Digital Freedom Platform, which has now raised over a million dollars worldwide from over 25,000 people fighting for the right to free speech and freedom of the press. It's been an incredible vote of confidence in what we're doing. Then, two days ago on May 1st, you were completely deplatformed from Facebook for publishing, quote, health misinformation that could cause physical harm, unquote. You responded by saying, the funny thing about fascism is that it's so predictable. Yesterday on May 2nd, you were completely deplatformed from YouTube because, quote, YouTube has clear policies prohibiting any content that disputes the existence and transmission of COVID-19 as described by the WHO and NHS. Your channel had more than 900,000 subscribers at the time it was removed, which brings us to today, May 3rd, Rose Ike 3, which is being live streamed now to over 1 million people on our new digital freedom platform. Again, to everyone watching, please take a few seconds right now and share this link via the sidebar to any and all of your social media channels. Simply ask your friends and family, give us 15 minutes, then they can decide. Uh, David, I'll be honest, (laughs) these past three weeks have been some of the most challenging in my entire life. My reputation has been questioned, my business is under threat, and my human rights are being taken away from me every single day. But it's also been the most empowering time of my life. I got millions of people from around the world rising up and voicing their support. And as a result, I've never been so steadfast in my convictions for the basic fundamental right of freedom of speech and freedom of the press. And that's why we are here broadcasting today. David, I wanna thank you for 30 years of tireless work and for your own conviction to fight on. And now I've got one question for you. Where do we begin?
1: Well, welcome to my world, Brian.
0: And uh, before
1: I say anything, I think what you and your team have done is absolutely um, magnificent because the cutting edge, as I know from 30 years of of trying to be there, is a very, a very lonely place, and it's, it's the point of the arrow, so there's not many people there. And, um, To do that, to be there, you have to, first of all, have a constantly open mind to information but you have to have a backbone that won't vibrate. One that says, I'm going to stand up for what I believe to be right. And no matter what is thrown at me, I will go on standing up for what I believe to be right. Because I'm not going to uh, stand here, sit here and start going off defending myself. Oh, don't say that about me. How you could say that about me? I couldn't care less what you say about me. Boom, 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 and let them worry about me. And um, thirty years of my life has been kind of leading to this moment. Certainly leading to this time. And I said to you um, in the last interview, and some people might have thought it was a bit of bravado. I said I'm more powerful than them and they know it and within minutes of the interview ending they were proving me right here they are this cult that I will explain that control the mainstream media my god has that been any more obvious than in the last few weeks they control Silicon Valley, they own Silicon Valley they own the corporations they own the banking system and yet one interview with one guy and this all-powerful we're in control omnipotent all-powerful force is running around like someone shouting fire gotta uh, take him off this take him off that take him off this take him off the other and what are they saying Brian they're saying you're more powerful one man than we are and so we have to stop what you're saying getting to people Because we know the consequences. For us of that happening. And you know. Everything is a frequency. My voice now is a frequency. And. Mendacity. Lies. Deceit. Is a frequency. Truth. Is a frequency. A much more powerful frequency. And they know the power Of the truth circulating. Because people resonate with it. And so. If they are going to. Pull off what we're. Unfolding now. What we're experiencing now. um, And they are going to control. Billions of people. They have to control their perception. They have to. We are. In the situation we are now. Because of mass. Human perception. Part of that perception is there is a dangerous virus so I must stay indoors because the um, authorities are looking after my interests and they've told me that I have to and if I go out I might catch this deadly virus and oh my God we're all going to die. And that perception allows vast numbers of people To concede their uniqueness, to concede their freedom, and to sit in their house, under house arrest, being told what to do by a handful of people. And the other perception is, I can see there's something not right here, but what are the consequences of me saying so or taking this on and challenging it? And that perception of what are the consequences for me means that lots of people who have realized something's not right, my God, is it not right? We'll get into that. Also sit under house arrest. And those two perceptions, they are the reason this is happening. Because when you break down the number of people behind this, In each country and globally. It is tiny. I'm going to explain how that's possible. And yet there are. Getting on for 8 billion people. There are 66 million people in Britain. The number of people that are. Locking down Britain are tiny. It's perception. And fear of consequences. That are making. This all possible. And are destroying the independent livelihoods of billions of people and the greatest form of control is dependency you need this to survive and because of this economic Armageddon we have created we are the only way you're gonna get it. And you know to get it? You do exactly what we say. And that's the dynamic that we have shifted into in a matter of weeks. We need to come out of denial and realize that we are now living in a global version of Nazi Germany. No, they don't have the jackboots. No, they don't have a silly moustache. But the structure is the same. A tiny few people dictating to everyone else. And we will have um, a lot of people watching here, Brian, who will be new to this. And I'm kind of pretty much in a position now to go through a sequence of events and background manipulation that will explain in very simple terms how a tiny few people have pulled off a fake pandemic with no virus and convinced vast numbers of people that there is a virus and they are in danger because giving up their freedom is
0: essential to their survival and most people have a hard time to even conceive that there might not be a virus because they see the pictures of new york city they see the pictures of the icu they see the numbers on the newspaper. They see the president talking about it. So most people would say. David there's obviously something happening. Oh there's something happening. And there are people dying.
1: But. The. The, the shocking. He said what. Can all be explained. And I will today. Very simple terms. But. um just some quick background for people new to this because um, there's some background that is essential to understanding how this was pulled off. First of all, um, for much of the last 30 years, in my books, um, I have been um, pointing out that there is a, I call it the cult, there is a global network that works through secret societies and literally satanic groups. that has a structure in place which I'm going to describe, it's so simple it has to be or it wouldn't work to dictate from a central point down into even local communities the first thing to get across and as I explain this current events are going to become very crystal clear in terms of why they're happening is where does this cult want to take human society? This is not something that's happened in weeks. This goes back a very, very long period of time. This is why people like Aldous Huxley in Brave New World and George Orwell in 1984 were able to predict current events because this has been in the planning for a very, very long time. And if you can access that inner, um, inner sanctum, if you like, where this plan is being projected from, you can predict the future real simple. Because um, if the plan for the transformation and the direction of human society is not um, challenged, if there's not an intervention by people to stop it, then it will happen. And so by predicting what the plan is, you're predicting the future because the plan is going to play out uh, unless we intervene. And it is playing out. And and current events are a massive advancement of it playing out. So where do they want to take the world? I've been describing this for a long, long time as what I call the Hunger Games Society, obviously um, named after the movie Trilogy. And the reason I'm, I use that phrase is because where they want to take the world, and I will emphasize again, this is not me speaking now since the lockdown and the pandemic hoax. This is me speaking decades ago, writing decades ago that this was the plan. And the Hunger Games Society is designed, if you think of a pyramid, to have a tiny few at the top, we'd call them the 1% today, And at the bottom, the rest of humanity, basically, in dependency, in deprivation, in poverty, and crucially, again, the word dependent upon the 1% for the means of survival. And in between the 1% and the rest of the population in this Hunger Games Society, society, you have a... um, In the end, what they want it to be is a police-military state, a fusion of the two. But a police-military state which um, imposes the will of the 1% upon the rest of the population and stops the population challenging the 1%. Now, I've been saying over all these years this is where they want to take us. And one other level of this again, as I've been saying for a long, long time, is that this Hunger Games society would be controlled by technology. So we're talking about a fascist, communist global society with an addition that it is controlled by technology, which makes it what people call a technocracy, which is defined as um, a society not controlled by elected politicians. They want all rid of all that. But by technocrats, by bureaucrats, by scientists, by medical bureaucrats and technocrats, by engineers and scientists, etc. And we've been moving in that direction very clearly. But what do you need more than anything if you're going to make that society reality? you have to destroy the independent livelihood of vast numbers of the population. Because while they're running their businesses and employing people and operating um, independently, making money, paying employees, you're not gonna put humanity in totality In the bottom reaches of that hunger game society. In deprivation. In poverty and dependency on. The few. And this fake. Pandemic. Which I'm going to explain. Has been. Employed. For many reasons. But profoundly. Right in there. Is to have a lockdown of business, particularly small business, which almost in in, in vast numbers will not survive. The big people can. To have a lockdown long enough to destroy the independent livelihood of vast numbers of the human population. And at the end of our first interview, Brian, you said to me, well, where does it go from here? And I said, what they're going to do is they're going to keep this going until they reach the point where they think we've now um, reached a situation where we've transformed human society, we have destroyed um, the Independent livelihood of enormous numbers of people. And it's irreversible. And that's what they're holding on to. And what you're going to see is some of it rolled back, as little as they can get away with. And then they're planning new waves of the virus, which we're going to get into. uh, And then they will bring lockdown back. And the other part of this is they want the whole human population vaccinated. And we'll get into that later. And the almost indescribable extremes of psychopath that we have in uh, Bill Gates. So that's where they
0: want to take society. Okay. Let me ask you a quick question. Yeah. Why would someone who was a member of the 1%... Who you know? Take for example Gates, like with hundreds of billions of dollars, and say the one percent is wealthy. They have real estate. They have jets. Why would they want more? Well, because I think this is a
1: this is something we we should get into later because I can explain this. But this is not about money, you see. This is about control. This is about a complete takeover. Not just of humans in the in the physical sense, if you like, it's to take over their minds and their perceptions directly in the end through connecting their brains human human brains to AI, which they're already talking about and they're already giving us a, a time scale of, of twenty thirty. And this is this all this is going on now. They're all stepping stones to that. And why do they want to do that? What's why? Well, that is a a big picture, um, which would be better, I think, a little bit later on, when I can get into all that. Who are these people, and why are they doing it? Because it goes very, very deep, um, and they are hijacking human society. They hi- they're hijacking the human race, and, and later in the chat, we we should get into that because um, it's. Um, it's, it's apparently far out, but less and less far out as what we thought was far out in terms of this would never happen is now happening. But the, the, the point about, um, we talked about where they want to go. So how do they take us there? Um, and what's the structure that allows them to pull off something like this global fake pandemic, as I would call it? If you think of a transnational corporation, the structure is basically the same, except that instead of subsidiaries in different countries, it's secret society networks and family bloodline networks. So you have a central point, say the headquarters of this cult, and it operates in the shadows. Um, And it's dictating from the centre. Then in each country... You have subsidiary networks of this cult. And their job... So it looks like the stream has been taken offline on YouTube. Just a pay chain. The video is unavailable. So I'm going to just switch over to the backup stream, which is on the London Real website and see if that is available still. It looks like it is. Except that instead of subsidiaries in different countries... It's secret society networks and family bloodline networks. So you have a central point, say the headquarters of this cult, and it operates in the shadows. Um, And it's dictating from the center. Then in each country, you have subsidiary networks of this cult. And their job in each country is to control that country's politics, government, government administration, what we call with um, control of the intelligence network, control of the military, uh, and so on. We call the deep state now. We even have a word for it. I've been writing about this for decades. Now, Now people are actually calling it the deep state. So you have these networks, and they are... There to control the politics, government administration, major corporations, the banking system and finance and the media, ownership of the media to control perception by controlling information. And part of these different pyramidal hierarchies with the cult at the top um, include control of the medical systems in each country. Control of health systems. Control of the big pharma, big pharmaceutical cartel, um, mainstream medicine uh, arena. So this is going on in every country with the central point, I call it the spider, dictating, just like a transnational corporation dictates to its subsidiaries and they're all working to the same agenda the same blueprint and there's two mass mind control, mass mind perceptual manipulation techniques that this cult uses to advance its agenda one I called a long time ago problem reaction solution where you covertly create a problem You uh, get your unquestioning media, have we seen that or not in the last few weeks, to tell the public the version of that problem you want them to believe and you want the public to be saying in a state of fear and anxiety or outrage, something must be done, what are they going to do about it? And then those who covertly created the problem and got that reaction then openly offer the solutions to the problems they've covertly created and blame someone else for. And there's another version of that, which I have called um, no problem reaction solution. That's where you don't need a real problem. You need the perception of one. Weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. There was a no problem reaction solution to justify the invasion with all its ongoing consequences of Iraq. There's a no problem reaction solution called human cause climate change. Which when you break down the facts as opposed to the propaganda is absolutely unsupportable. And then we come to current events and a colossal of historic, unprecedented proportions. No problem, reaction, solution. The global pandemic. So with that background. How have they pulled it off? Well, I go back to the fact that each country has its own subsidiary network of the cult whose job is to impose the will of the cult centrally dictated. And therefore, these different subsidiaries can work as one unit when to the public, they're different countries, there are borders, there are different races and political systems actually at the cult level. There are no borders. This is vital to understand. Something else I've been saying for decades before this started is the blueprint for the global Orwellian fascist society, the technocracy, is China. I said what they are doing and what they've done this has been in my books for years. They have had a fierce, vicious dictatorship in China for a long period. This means, unlike in the West, where until now, no longer, they've had to pay lip service to freedom and democracy and all that stuff, in China, what we want, we're doing. And so they've been able, through simple imposition, to create and incubate the very society that this cult wants globally. And China is a technocracy. It's run by technology and by technocrats to the point where there are millions of face recognition cameras in Chinese cities, and as documentaries have shown, they could find almost anyone in minutes through this real-time face recognition system. It is, in China, what they want the world to be. Now, here's a question. What has the West become since this pandemic was launched? It has become... Increasingly, China. That has been the plan all along. And where did this pandemic start? Uh, China. So let's start there. We're in Wuhan. Wuhan, like Northern Italy, which was the center of their pandemic, is notorious for extraordinary levels of toxic air. Um, It has, um, as a result of that, enormous amounts of respiratory lung disease, breathing the stuff in. So, suddenly people start getting taken ill about just under 200 people in Wuhan, and they connected at first to a wet market and stuff, strange things that they eat. But as Dr. Andrew Kaufman, who you, um, of course, um, interviewed this week, and I've been quoting for a long time, an absolutely forensic medical researcher who goes back to original papers and reads them, not secondhand, As he's pointed out, the Chinese authorities, I say, this cult network, looked at these people that were taken ill, and they decided on no evidence, no scientific proof, that the cause of it was a virus. And what they did was take um, fluid from the lungs, I think it was about seven people, and they looked at what they could find in it. And they found um, a genetic code, what they call an RNA genetic code. Not, not a virus. As um, uh, Kaufman points out, at no point has this genetic material been what they call purified to get rid of all the other material in the the code and leave just the virus, which they say is causing um, this illness uh, that they're claiming. And they could do it through a, a, a filtration process. They did not do it. And the point about this genetic material is it's found in vast numbers of people. And so when they started testing for it and this PCR test that they're testing for COVID-19 all over the world now, as doctors and scientists have pointed out, those with the guts to come out, they ain't testing for COVID-19. They're testing for this genetic material that's found in loads of bodies, people's bodies. That's why so many are testing positive. They're not testing positive for a virus. So what happened in China, stage one, is... First of all, they started diagnosing this new virus they have not purified and shown to exist through symptoms. They would really struggle in Wuhan to find respiratory symptoms, wouldn't they? Just like everywhere. So they start um, saying that these respiratory illnesses that you find all the time in Wuhan were now this new virus. No proof. And so the numbers started getting up. And then they introduced this test, which is not testing for a virus. It's testing for genetic material that loads of people have in their body as a matter of course. Therefore, they're testing positive. And if you remember, there was this massive hype. They built hospitals in days or oh, to, 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 to meet oh God what's happening, oh we're all dying. When you actually break down the numbers now, the number of people who appear to have died from this in China are dramatically less than we were led to believe. So now the media eventually starts hyping up this up. Oh this could come to the West, this could come to the West and the numbers were going up in China, oh we're all going to die. And then starts moving westward and this is the key to understand this is the key to the whole scam the Chinese reaction to this virus was a draconian merciless lockdown people locked in their homes where they starved it seems people pulled off the street there was this draconian lockdown and then what happened suddenly the figures start to fall just as this thing is moving into the west or we told it is the figures start to fall now if you don't have a virus but you are um, giving the impression that there's one through um, uh, symptom diagnosis and a test that's absolutely useless and not testing for a virus, then you have control of the figures. You know, people have said to me in the alternative media, well, why would they not have a virus? Why wouldn't they just release a bioweapon, right? Well, if you release a virus that actually is real, and it is deadly, well, immediately you release it, you lost control of it. And, and you have the potential of taking out lots of people you don't want taking out. Because although the there's a tiny number of you at the core, you're relying on lots of compartmentalised people in the system to impose your will on society. You don't want to take them out. You lose control of it. But if you are um, creating the illusion of a virus through figures and Symptoms uh, that are other diseases, and through a test that's testing positive for a genetic material that most loads of people have in their body are not for a virus and if you are giving the impression that, the, that, that that lots of people are dying from this virus because you're telling doctors will come to this and they 've admitted it lots of them you 're telling doctors that if they test positive for covid nineteen i e this genetic material which most loads of people have then COVID-19 must go on the death certificate even if they've died of lung cancer or heart disease or they've fallen down the freaking stairs. This, the, people who are new to this will go, that's ridiculous. No, no, this is what is happening and this is what brave doctors that have come out are telling you. And indeed, you can see the the the, the legislation and the regulations. Do you know, in, in places like Scotland, it's, it's, the, it's the rule that if someone... Um, is testing positive for COVID-19. In other words, this genetic material, not the virus. And they die within 28 days. COVID-19 has to go on the death certificate. This is how they're scamming
0: it. Right. And we're seeing testimonials from doctors in America that are being pressured to write things on an autopsy report. They've never experienced that in their careers. He said, you always just say the facts. But we've seen these doctors in California, in New York City, and a lot of places that saying they're being pushed ...for this yeah, diagnosis.
1: Now, if there's, if there's a, here's a question straight away. If there is a real virus, why do you have to fix the figures on the unbelievable monumental scale that they have? You don't. You have to fix the figures when there's a scam going on. That's why in the climate change arena... Um, fixing the data has come to light so often because they don't have a real problem so they have to fix the data to give the impression that they do in the same way they don't have a real virus so they have to fix the data to give the impression that uh, there is one. Now if we go back to China so it was absolutely crucial the reasons that will become clear that when this thing started in China that the Chinese model of responding to it, which was a draconian lockdown, became the blueprint for dealing with this pandemic. So immediately that's, that, that started and they had those incredibly vicious uh, um, uh, impositions by the Chinese um, fascist government. Immediately the World Health Organization came out, and this guy Tedros, who's been on the payroll of Gates for a long time, the director general, said, China has shown how you deal with it. And the World Health Organization is owned by Bill Gates. He's the second biggest funder, second only to the government of the United States. And again, if you think of this global web and all the different subsidiaries, the World Health Organization is one of this cult's fronts. It was created by the Rockefeller family. It's now run by Bill Gates. It's his personal fiefdom on behalf of the cult because he's a cult operative. Um, And this web also owns Silicon Valley. It owns Facebook. It owns YouTube. It owns Google, which officially owns YouTube. So let's look here at this connection you've now got the world health organization immediately saying the chinese model is the
0: way to deal with this virus because they dropped all their infection rates and death to almost zero very quickly ridiculously like, quickly
1: brian if even, it was a real virus you had you had these um, hospitals built in days oh we're all gonna die
0: oh well we're shutting it down now Right. It thought so, but the numbers don't even make st- they sense. They don't make sense. Statistically, even mm-hmm. as being questioned by Trump staff, this is actually not possible to decrease that, those many cases to mean those many deaths. It's just not possible. This is how they did it. So, as the figures were being manipulated to go down, as they've been
1: manipulated to go up, by designating respiratory disease of vast numbers of, kind, uh, uh, of causes, of pneumonias, as this new virus, so you change the way that you count the figures or conduct the diagnosis and suddenly they go down for this new virus. And they went down just as it was, oh, it's coming to the West. So, you have this World Health Organization owned by the cult um, that says the Chinese lockdown draconian measures are the way to deal with it. And the same World Health Organization, which is... why it was created then dictates and leads the global response to the virus and the their blueprint is the Chinese draconian lockdown is the way to deal with it now over at Silicon Valley what do YouTube say reason I've been deleted um What do Facebook say? We are going to delete anything that challenges the uh, uh, official version of the virus that has been given to us by the World Health Organization. So the World Health Organization immediately is running the show on the fake virus, saying the Chinese way of dealing with it is the way to deal with it. And you've got Silicon Valley owned by the same cult that owns the World Health Organization saying we are going to censor anyone that challenges the version of events of the World Health Organization. This is how the cult works. There are no borders. So suddenly, remember what I said about these um, subsidiaries in each country and one of the pyramids, the hierarchical pyramids in each country they control is... The medical system. And, and, and let me emphasize this. You need to control very few people directly to control these pyramids. You only have to control the people in the positions that dictate what the policy is going to be in the pyramid. You don't have to um, control knowingly large numbers of people. You just need the key positions. And so, for instance, it is no accident that people around Boris Johnson in dark suits, never seen a ballot box in their life, who were directing the lockdowns and saying we must have the lockdowns in Britain, are almost to a man and a woman, financially connected to Bill Gates. Fauci and uh, Burks in um, America who are the advisers the, on the virus of Trump, massive connections financially to Bill Gates. And you'll find this in all the different countries. Bill Gates, and we can get to why um, as we go along, Bill Gates has purchased the entire global medical system, not least through the World Health Organization, which he Owns. So these pyramids in the different countries, America, Britain, Canada, etc., their hierarchy, brackets, cult operatives, tell the medical uh, professionals, the doctors and the nurses and the other medical staff um, to diagnose. COVID-19 which has never been isolated to show it exists on symptoms that was the first thing so suddenly people who had a respiratory problem or um, flu normally get this time of year were suddenly being diagnosed on symptoms as COVID-19 and What did they say the symptoms of COVID-19 were? Flu-like symptoms. For which there is a large range of possible causes. But now it's all COVID-19. And what the big area as it moved to the West and all this started. That was frightening the life out of other Western countries. Was what was going on in Italy, in Northern Italy. Well, Northern Italy is notorious for toxic air and lung disease, just like Wuhan. And the death rates in, um, in that area of Italy, compared with other areas of Italy, are fantastic. The last figures I saw, I think it was 2018, um, in Lombardy, in that area, a few hundred short of a hundred thousand people died in the year. The next region of Italy, in terms of the second biggest number of deaths in the year, was Lazio, fifty-seven thousand. So you can see, there's a lot of ill people in northern Italy. Suddenly, what was before lung disease, respiratory problems and pneumonia was suddenly COVID-19. And in the aftermath of that kind of furore that went on in the media oh look at Italy, oh it's coming to us was that the authorities in um, Italy have admitted that their diagnosis of COVID-19 on death certificates was generous. That was the word they used. Something else. The Italian authorities have also admitted, and you find this around the world, 99% of people who died, quote, of COVID-19 in um, Italy had one, two, three Four or more other serious health problems or what they call morbidities. So in that area of um, Italy was limitless potential for um, diagnosing and putting on the death certificate, which all these doctors are confirming around the world they're being ordered to do. People who are dying from, uh, from other things. And this comes. this brings me around to this what they're doing part of the, the big part of the scam is they're designating on the death certificate covid-19 for people who have died of other things sometimes not even related to often it seems not even related to a respiratory problem but here's the question what they're saying to us this virus it it, it, it kills old people they they're the most vulnerable and, and and young people, well, they seem to be all right. Okay. Um, so what we've got to do is we've got to protect the old people and the vulnerable. Who are the vulnerable? People with other health conditions which put them, um, their immune systems under great pressure, but also their other conditions that can lead to the end of their life. So we must protect them. Okay, so we must have a lockdown, destroy the economy, destroy the lives of billions of people to protect these people. Why is it that old people in immensely greater proportions, almost totality, are dying of this fake virus and young people are not? Very simple. Old people have lots of other threats and conditions that threaten their lives, young people do not. So if you are and they are um, creating the illusion of a virus on the basis of um, saying it's COVID-19 when it's something else, then you have almost limitless potential to do that with old people with lots of other problems that are going to end their lives. But with young people, they're not going to have those problems. So how are you going to say they've died of COVID-19 when well, they're not dying of anything? And so you have this division. This is why it's all been put on old people because they've got all this potential to put a fake diagnosis on the, uh, the death certificate and they're doing it systematically. I'll give you, I'll give you another example here. Not only, and, and this is, this has come out. This is not theory. Not only are they telling doctors and medical staff that if someone um, tests for COVID 19 with this PCR test, which is not testing for a virus, it's testing for a genetic code that lots of people have in their bodies, that's why there's so many testing positive. If they test positive and they die of something else, you have to put COVID 19 on the death certificate. This is where all the figures are coming from, they are fantasy. So in America, underpinning this order to do it, you have a Medicare system. And this came out through a Minnesota state um, senator who's a doctor called Scott Jensen. And he said, what they're doing with Medicare is they're saying to hospitals, we've got a new um, payment fee system. And this is what it is. If a hospital diagnoses someone with regular pneumonia, they get paid $4,600. If they designate, diagnose the same person to have COVID-19 pneumonia, the hospital gets paid $13,000. And if they have a COVID-19 uh, designated patient and they put them on a ventilator they get paid $39,000 which explains why a, um, a doctor medic um, as many have now did a video on YouTube and he's in his hospital he's in a cupboard area and behind him are all these machines and this guy was saying that they're telling us to put COVID-19 on death certificates for people who, are, you know, are dying of other things. But he says these machines behind us, which had covers on, he said these are, um first stage oxygen machines. So someone is considered to need oxygen. They have these non-invasive machines where you just put an oxygen mask on them. He said, when this COVID-19 thing started, we were ordered not to use these machines. But in his words, to let the patient crash and go directly on a ventilator. Well, that's another 39 grand. But the point is that not only are you getting the regulations and the um, doctors being ordered to put COVID-19 everywhere, even though it's not. They're even having financial incentives to do it on a a massive scale, tens of thousands of dollars potentially for a single individual. And so they brought this fake virus to the West in the same way as they created it in China through, first of all, symptoms. And then they introduced this PCR test, which is testing for genetic material, not a virus, which is why so many people test um, positive. And by the way, just a quick point. Another thing they're saying is, um, well, it seems that people aren't getting immunity to this virus. Well, there's two things to that. One, that means when we have uh, the Gates vaccine, everyone must be vaccinated, even those that have had it, because you've not, not created immunity for it. Why are people not creating immunity for a disease? Because there is no disease. So how can their immune systems create immunity for it when it doesn't exist? And so they test them again. And they say, you've tested positive again. Well, of course they have, because you're testing positive for a genetic material, which is part of their body, not a virus. But they had a problem. They needed to take the Chinese lockdown model to destroy the independent livelihoods of vast numbers of people. But because the virus didn't exist, they couldn't produce the dead people. This is why for a long time through this so-called pandemic, until the figures went up because of all the people who were dying because of the lockdown, not COVID-19, the figures were the same as other years. Oh, COVID-19, COVID-19, well, what's happening? And there was another wonderful kind of graph I saw where COVID-19 figures were going up. But at the same time, people dying of other things in other years, they were going down this year. So it was obvious what was going on. Rediagnosis. But they couldn't produce the, the people who were dying to justify that this was a deadly disease. So... What they did and what they've done with um, human-caused climate change is what the whole nonsense is based on is they create computer models. And the computer models come out of, I would say, a notorious organization called Imperial College in London and a bloke called Professor Neil Ferguson. And he, I mean... You know, you talk to people who've who've worked in computer modelling and you hear what they say on the internet and stuff about it and they say um, it's so easy to fix because what you put in is what is processed to come out. So if you put certain data in, the computer's going to process it and it's going to give you a projection That's not true, but based on the data you've put in. So the reason that ice caps are still there and New Yorkers are not swimming down Madison Avenue because it was all based on computer models to get what you wanted out to uh, dictate policy and the direction of human, uh, human society and you do that by what you put in. So they played the same scam with the pandemic. They didn't have the dead people to justify that this a deadly virus. So what they do is they say, well no no, they're not dying now but it's coming. And so they produce computer models. This, uh, if you remember Brian Johnson, who is now completely owned by these people, but at that time he was kind of
0: pushing back. He's Boris Johnson, our prime minister, yes.
1: uh, uh, the British prime minister, he was he was pushing back. He he didn't want to close the schools. It wasn't him that shut the the, the soccer down, the football leagues. It was football leagues that uh, that did not Johnson. Um, and then Professor Neil Ferguson, who has an unbelievable record of being wrong came out with a projection from his computer model. Press enter. And um, it was that up to half a million British people could die from this virus.
0: I remember. It scared the hell out of everyone.
1: And that up to two million could die in America because these Ferguson models went out, not just Britain. Johnson immediately Canceled the laxative order. Because obviously they were saying to him. Mr. Prime Minister. The only way to deal with this is. The Chinese model. It worked in China. So we'll have. We must have a lockdown. Just like China. To stop this happening. And if you don't Mr. Prime Minister. You're going to be responsible for all these dead people. Same pressure has been put on. Uh, Trump um, in America, although there's a lot more to know about Trump. And so we had the lockdown. And the lockdown's been done in stages, it's got more um, kind of deeper, but they had the lockdown. So they achieved what the whole idea was the idea being two major things. One, destroy the independent livelihood of billions of people and two, keep the lockdown going in some form for as long as you can and then say to them as Gates has already said, I didn't mention he was a psychopath, didn't I? Normality will not be able to return until the whole world is vaccinated. So these are the two
0: main things. Anyway, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Some people are saying, look, 30,000 people have died in the UK. 30,000 have died in Italy. 100,000 in America. Boris Johnson got COVID-19. No, he didn't. Exactly. He got ill. Okay. My grandmother got it. F- 14 bus drivers got it. You hear all the outrage in the public. This person died. Everyone has a story, uh, and it's usually a sad story, of this person that died from yes. that. Uh, and there's all the other stories of furious loved ones
1: who've known what their loved one has died of and and then had covid-19
0: on the um the, the death certificate so the thing but is so they, then they're not they're not testing the dead bodies either it's just symptoms symptoms is how they classify it.
1: yes but but the, what they're also doing is testing dead bodies and if they're covid-19 they're they're being that's being put on their death certificate so when you look at the figures you, you, you. Instead of going whoa, just breathe, breathe. Where are all these figures coming from? They're coming from diagnosis for other uh, forms of death, as COVID nineteen. And I'll tell you something else. Who is compiling all these figures globally? Which the media are saying all oh, this, that, and the other. I'll tell you something else about that in a minute. Um, it's an organisation in America called Johns Hopkins University, and their medical. Uh, operation six weeks before this kicked off in China Bill Gates the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation the World Economic Forum which is the 1% and the Johns Hopkins organization ran a simulation six weeks before on how the world should react to a coronavirus pandemic. You see it on the internet. There's hours of it. And one of the big areas. That was um, talked about. In this simulation. You can see it on the internet. This is event
0: 201.
1: Event 201. Is that what we must do. In the event of this coronavirus pandemic. You know what I was talking about at the time. We must control the narrative We must stop anti-vaxxers. We must stop people putting out information that's at odds with the World Health Organization narrative. They were saying all this because it was preparation for what was about to happen and the key players in it knew um, uh, it was uh, about uh, to happen. So you have the lockdown um, and you now keep it going for as long as possible. so that you destroy the, um, the livelihoods of people. And what happens? They become dependent, dependent on the state. And I've been writing in my books for decades again that the plan in this Hunger game society is to um, create mass dependency by giving um, people with no other form of income uh, by then um, what is called a guaranteed income and it would be a pittance survival level but that guaranteed income, we talked about it before, would come with strings, you get the guaranteed income but you do what the state says or you don't get it and by the way, how are you going to earn a living otherwise because there are no jobs um, and now we have the Pope the Pope is, a, apart from one guy, who uh, Pope John Paul I in 1978, who seemed to be a genuine bloke uh, and um, wanted to get rid of um, Freemasonry from the Vatican, he, he lasted 33 days, a very significant Freemasonic number, of course. Um, but the rest, it's a cult post. And so you've got um, this guy, Pope Francis, uh, talking about the need for a, a guaranteed income. Uh, and this is all part of this Hunger Games Society. Uh, and um, it's been brought about by this pandemic. Now, what they have by um, controlling the figures, and by the way, like I say, the Johns Hopkins University took part in that seriously prophetic simulation just before it kicked off. That same organization is compiling all the figures, it's telling you how many cases there have been and how many have died. Scam! The whole thing's a scam, which is
0: scares everyone, instills fear. Yeah, exactly. I read some some article a week ago that said somebody came out in Britain saying we overdid the fear. We can't get people out of their houses even though they're running out of money, their businesses are failing. We still can't get them out of the house because we overdid the fear. Because there is a
1: survival mechanism in the brain, the reptilian brain at the back of the the brain. The brain stem is fundamentally part of this system. And once you trigger the survival mechanism, then all rational thought disappears because the only thing is I must survive. And so um, if I must survive by staying in my house and seeing my whole life disappear, then I must. And by the way, if it will help me survive, I will agree to any level of draconian imposition as long as I think it will help me survive. This This is the... Um, survival mechanism, these people actually manipulate mercilessly and never more so.
0: And there's just yeah. people are so scared they're dying in their homes as opposed to seek medical care. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, and, and that brings me to this point. Um, the media, without whom this could not have happened, they are beyond disgusting. And I, I, I really would like um, members of the mainstream media Around the world. Just to go and find their kids. Or their grandkids. Look them in the eye. Eh? And see if you can have the self-respect to do that. Because you are destroying. Their future. By what you've done. By lying. To uh, the public. By taking the official version of everything. And, and just. Pounding it out. Um, to people as if it's true. Without question. Who are cheering when people like me. And you are. Um, are deleted. Oh yeah, yeah. Get rid of them. Yeah, okay. Um, it wouldn't be possible um, without them. And so what we had, if you remember, and it's still going staggeringly. We had this as it came in. Oh, we've got a lockdown. One of the reasons we've got a lockdown is we don't want to overwhelm the health service with all the the, the patients. Oh, so what are we going to do? Is we're going to cancel operations. We're going to cancel consultations. We're going to cancel diagnosis. And you all must go away. And you must get. um, Under house arrest. To save the national health service. We at DavidIke.com. And doctors have come out. And said this around the world now. I've been inundated. With people who've been in hospitals. Nurses some of them who are in hospitals. Saying I, I I I bumped into a guy in the street who, were, who was a hospital worker in a intensive care unit, and he said to me, uh, "You're absolutely right about what's happening." He said the hospital's never been so quiet. He said the whole floors, whole wards are shut down. Nurses are being laid off. It's unbelievable. And 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 so why wouldn't that happen when a They've cancelled all the other operations and diagnosis and consultations, which means loads of people are going to die as a result of that, who wouldn't otherwise because of the lockdown. And doctors are now coming out and saying this, like cancer doctors. One came out last week in Britain and said you know, the reduction of life is going to be immense because of this lockdown. I saw a doctor uh, on a television news program in America who was saying that 80% of brain surgery in America has stopped because of the pandemic. And so... Because the hospitals are basically empty all over the world. Doctors laid off in America, etc. This is why you're seeing nurses and medical staff making dancing videos in hospitals to a backdrop of empty wards because they've got nothing to do. Go on YouTube, if you must. And... See the dancing nurse, dancing medical staff videos because they've got nothing else to do. Um, and at the same time, the media are talking about war zone hospitals. A bloke who went round a hospital with a a um, a phone camera showing it was empty was jailed. for for doing it in in Britain. Uh, And this is the real reason why once a week, the British government um, has arranged a mass clap of the public at a certain time every week to thank the medical staff of the British National Health Service. That's not been instigated, because it's all a psychological game. That's not been instigated for the you know praise of medical staff. It's been instigated to perpetuate the illusion that hospitals are war zones. You go around a hospital, they are protected by security. Hospital visitors are not allowed we have had children little children dying alone without their mum and dad who weren't allowed to be with them when they died because of COVID-19 rules. If ever I have seen An example of undiluted psychopathy. It is that. And why don't they want visitors? Because they'd see it's a scam. The hospitals are freaking empty. And while they're empty, people who should be in there getting treated and diagnosed are sitting at home and they will pay with their lives for that. The nearest, uh, a a, a mainstream source has come to pointing this out and then ruined it all by saying in the article, because hospitals, the National Health Service hospitals are overwhelmed, that's what they're saying in America and all this stuff, was um, the Daily Mail or Mail Online, which ran a story about the fact that the British government through the health service, had spent hundreds of millions of pounds seconding, taking over, private hospitals. And this was a story about private hospital doctors. This was a quote, a direct quote from one of them. We're not treating any patients, and we're sitting here, this was the quote, strumming our fingers with nothing to do. One of them said, I'm having to turn patients away. One, he mentioned, was someone with arthritis who was crying themselves to sleep with pain every night. And all he could say to them was, take painkillers. And there is a horror show Going on behind these doors. These lockdown doors. And the real killer. Of human beings. On a massive scale. All over the world. Will not be COVID-19. There is no COVID-19. It will be the lockdown. And the consequences. Of it. And you know. The way that. Gotta get get. get um, I'll try to get round it, and it is try. Is what they're gonna say is these computer model projections that caused the lockdown. Brackets load of bollocks. Anyone with half a brain cell and active duty could see it. Those figures didn't happen because of the lockdown. This is the way the scam works. So, uh, Mr. Uh, Ferguson, yeah? What about Sweden? Who've not had a lockdown. What about Belarus? What about Tokyo? Look at their figures. Even with a ludicrous misdiagnosis scam. And tell me why we had to have the lockdown when you compare what's happening in countries that the very few that didn't have it, the lockdown has never been necessary except for two things: one, destroying the livelihoods of vast numbers of people so that they become dependent on the state and control, and two, to say if you want normality, you've got to have the vaccine. And by the way, Mr. Gates, if I could just ask the question, sir, if you've not isolated the virus and purified it to prove that it is a virus and you've not then, according to the way the medical system should work, put that isolated virus into a uh, living host and they've got the disease that you say this is causing, plus many other things, none of which have been done. With COVID 19, then if you've not isolated the virus, Mr. Gates, how can you find a vaccine for it? Another question if you've not isolated the virus, how can you be testing for it? Answers to both questions you can't. And I said to you, Brian, I think it was in the first interview when you talked about the vaccine. I said, the vaccine already exists. The vaccine already exists. Um, and all this stuff, oh, we're trying to find a vaccine. and uh, you know, what, what was it this Matt Hancock bloke, this health secretary in Britain said the other day? We're, we're having uh, uh, human trials on the vaccine uh, and, and we, we've done in weeks what normally takes years. Now, what they've had to do, because they had the vaccine from the start, not saying people like Matt Hancock go, uh, no, he's just a gopher. But the cult knows that this exists. Gates will know. Absolutely Gates will know. Um, because it takes years to develop a vaccine. Even one that does enormous damage to people. Um, you've got a credibility problem. You can't bring it out too bloody fast. Because even some people who are, you know, okay with vaccines. thought, well, Hold on a minute. It's a bit fast, in it? thought it took years. So you, you, you've got to give it a bit of time but you just give it as little time as you can before you bring the vaccine out. Um, And what is in that vaccine um, has been prepared all along. Uh, Because you cannot produce a vaccine. Uh, I mean, I don't believe in them anyway, but um, you can't produce a vaccine for something you've not isolated. But if it's a scam to put what's in that vaccine into every man, woman and child on the planet, then... You don't need to develop a vaccine for a virus because that's not the idea of the vaccine. The idea of the vaccine is to get into people what has been planned to be in there all along.
0: Do we need to talk about 5G before we're on the vaccines? Right. Well, you know,
1: 5G... Um, we talked about this. Uh, and... Of course, the mainstream media are going to misrepresent you. Of course, they are. It's their job. But, you know, many people in the, in the alternative media have misrepresented what I said. I'm hearing that I'm saying um, 5G has caused the virus. Well, that would be difficult, wouldn't it? Because I'm saying there is no virus. So how can I be saying that 5G is causing it? Don't be an idiot. What I said when we
0: talked before about 5G... It seems to have gone down well with Ofcom. Because that was the reason they banned us. That was what the BBC reported that YouTube did. That's that what they said, said. That we connected 5G and yeah. coronavirus. That's, that's what, what they, they said. said. That. That's and what that's that. what, they... what they censored London Live with and kind of yeah. other radio stations. Well,
1: it's, 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 one or two things to
0: that. That's the only thing that yeah. they censored people for, by the way. Yeah,
1: well, yeah, well, kind of, uh, but um, they censored our last interview and the whole thrust of the last interview was there is no COVID nineteen. And they, they, they did they got rid of it. And 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 uh, th- there was an interview with um, with um Andrew Kaufman, uh, my son Jamie did, went on to YouTube where he was saying that COVID nineteen doctor um, Kaufman no evidence COVID nineteen exists, they've never isolated it, they've sure shown it to exist. And YouTube you YouTube took that down after um it reached 300,000 views, and the common denominator between that video of ours that was um, deleted and the Kaufman video was not 5G, it was that COVID 19 doesn't exist uh, because he never mentioned 5G. So, what, what I'm uh, when you look at Ofcom, Ofcom is the, the government censor, the government regulator, it's run by a career civil servant. Called Melanie Dawes uh, for British broadcasting, mainstream broadcasting. Um, and Ofcom also is the big promoter of 5G and hands out the, the contracts for the 5G frequencies. Um, and at the same time that it's doing that, promoting 5G, it is saying to mainstream broadcast media in Britain, you must not have any discussion whatsoever on any link between 5G and COVID-19. So they're telling us from that, uh, that there is a link of some kind, but it's not that 5G is creating the virus because I say there is no virus. That's the scam. What um, I said about 5G is A, it can produce symptoms similar to what they say the symptoms are for COVID-19. But crucially, what I talked about, and it's worth emphasizing again, is what 5G does at 60 gigahertz. It interacts with oxygen molecules and they become absorbed Uh, the 5G becomes absorbed into the oxygen, changes the nature of the oxygen molecules, the way electrons spin and all that stuff. And the um, consequence of that for humanity is that um, the body is unable to absorb the volume of oxygen that it normally would when 5G at 60 gigahertz is in their environment. And um, I've just finished a a book literally two days ago. Um, It couldn't have come out at a more perfect time. And as part of that, um, I quote a a lady called Leon Poo. She's um, an environmental science researcher in America. She's represented a number of organizations. And she became very interested in the effects of electromagnetic fields, all the G's, you know, it's not just 5G, they all affect us in, a, in a, a negative way because, you know, part of the body uh, um, makeup is electromagnetic fields. You have electromagnetic fields around the brain. The brain communicates and processes information electrically, it communicates with the cells electrically. So anything that disturbs that is going to affect people in terms of physical health and psychological um, health. Anyway, the Federal Communications Commission in America, the FCC, which is owned by the cult, um, which is why 5G has been rolled out without any regulation and without any testing. um, They announced, I think it was 2016, and the guy who announced it was the head of the FCC at the time, whose previous job was as a promoter and lobbyist for the telecommunications industry, that he was now supposed to be policing with the FCC anyway. About a year later, 2017, um, she was um, approached by a parent at a school in Texas because the kids and the staff had fallen ill. With a strange illness. And it was obvious. It was something to do with the school. Because when they went out of the school. They felt better. To such an extent. That teachers were starting to hold classes outside. Because people were feeling ill in the school. So she'd studied this. Um, for a long time Leon. And so she went on the Facebook page. Of the school. Searching for pictures. That would give her. Um any indication of any technology that was there that was pounding out something. And she saw a um, one of these Wi-Fi router broadcast technologies, which was different to what she'd seen before. And it had a bigger grill on it, she said, and that alerted her that this could be 5G as an experiment before it was... Um, rolled out because she said 5G generates a lot more heat and they need a lot more um you know to allow it to cool the technology to cool she said I I took um screenshots of the pictures. She says I'm glad I did because I went in the next day and all the pictures were gone. All the pictures she looked at was gone. She then said she she came across a Samsung kind of expo where they Promoting their new products. And she saw something similar. This new looking um, Wi-Fi router thing. And she managed to see a picture of the inside. And instead of two chips that she said they had before. One was 2.45. One was 5 to 5.8 I think she said. was the third one. 60 gigahertz 60 gigahertz the frequency which interacts and changes the nature of oxygen and the telecommunications industry are openly talking about this 60G interaction with oxygen not that it um, stops you absorbing the, 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 the um, optimum volume of oxygen into the body into the blood but because of its benefits in that for some reason when they play these 5G frequencies through um, at the oxygen interaction level, they can put lots of different um, beams, frequencies in the same space that don't interfere with each other. So to them, it's great because they have a... um, what they see as the perfect um, frequency to um, use 5G on because people can use lots of devices in the same area and there's no interference. But the cult level of this is the interaction and the effect on the uh, amount of oxygen that people take in um, because that gives them tremendous power to affect the health of the population. And there was a doctor in New York, I remember just one of them, he was an um, intensive care doctor, and what I understand, is now been removed from intensive care um, because of what he said. And he did this video in desperation, on, on just put it on the internet, it was taken down by YouTube people, uploaded it, taken down, um, in which he said, look, We were told to prepare for this infectious disease, this infectious virus, COVID-19. He said, what I'm seeing is not an infectious disease. It's something I've never seen before. He said, I'm seeing people's lungs that you would expect to see if they were flying at 30,000 feet and the cabin depressurized and they lost oxygen. Uh, Or another analogy he used, someone put on the top of Everest without acclimatization and by definition, no oxygen. That's what you'd expect their lungs to look like. It was oxygen deprivation. And I've heard this from
0: other people. I, I had Dr. Buttar on this week and he said the same thing. It looks like high altitude exposure.
1: Yes. High altitude exposure. What is that? Lack of oxygen into the system. So what I said, when we chatted in the last interview, is that given this interaction and this effect on oxygen, oxygen molecules, um, and its effect on the absorption of oxygen of the human body when you're in a, in a 60 gigahertz environment, this has to be considered as one of the possibilities for why this small number of people at the moment are having this extraordinary oxygen deprivation um, symptom which doctors can't explain and I, I would project this on too so I'm not saying that 5G is causing the virus, I'm saying there is no virus but I am saying that 5G needs to be looked at seriously in relation to this oxygen deprivation situation that, we're, that, that doctors are seeing but what has happened during the lockdown, and this is another reason they want to shut people up about 5G, is that while people have been under house arrest and told their business is not essential, it seems it has been incredibly essential all over the world to roll out, working round the clock, more and more 5G, more and more 5G masts. Elon Musk satellites going up to put 5G from low altitude um, at the Earth, um, going up week after week after week. He wants 42,000 of them eventually. He's already got permission for tens of thousands. Um, and so, as this um, 5G expands, and another point about 5G and this whole kind of smart system in general, is at the moment there are relatively few 5G devices being used. That's very significant because the more devices you use, the more beams of communication are created with each use, which means the environment that people are living in becomes more and more and more awash with 5G frequencies. And that is bound to have a fundamental effect on health and um, psychology. And because five G doesn't um, travel far and doesn't travel well through um, dense solid objects, it means that the um, antenna beaming this stuff out um, and the, the broadcasting this stuff out has to be at very short intervals down every street. As well as coming from um, satellite. And what they are planning is to roll this back. I said this in one of our other interviews. To roll back this lockdown, but as little as they can get away with. And then they want to bring in other waves of this virus. Oh, it's back. And because the precedent has been set of lockdown, instead of incremental Lockdown, it will be straight into lockdown. Um, and so far, they've done it, I would say, by scamming the, 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 the way that it is diagnosed and puts on death certificates, etc., and the test. But the more 5G gets out there, the more that can affect people's health. The more devices are used, the more dense and, and um, uh, extreme this, these 5G frequencies become in our environment. They have another way of people becoming ill and then saying it's another wave or another virus. And what they're planning is this. It's to bring on other waves and particularly just before the vaccine is ready, because um, then they'll say, um, well, this is so bad. The vaccine must be mandatory. And if we can't force everyone to have it, the the laws are there in Britain alone to force people to be medicated. Um, Then you can't come out of lockdown unless you have the vaccine.
0: That's the idea. What do do people do about 5G? I get emails every day from people that are saying, Brian, we're concerned about this, but we don't know what to do about it. What can people do?
1: Well, I mean, ideally, um, vast numbers of people get together and say we're not having it, switch it off. Um, Because the cult's behind it. Because one of the things I've been pointing out over these decades is, uh, I called it originally, a long time ago, the technological sub-reality that they were planning. And they now call it the smart grid. They have a name for it. And that is where um, everything is connected to the internet, including the human brain through AI, eventually, and not that long into the future if you believe what they say in Silicon Valley, the the cult agent uh, assets there. Um, And the idea is that they create this, well, they've got a name for it, which actually sums it up, really, cloud, a technological cloud around the planet. Um, And they want to connect us to it. I mean, Google executives like Ray Kurzweil are openly saying that that's what they plan to do. Um, And So we would basically become connected to AI. AI would become our thinking and emotional processes. They are saying that too. People like Kurzweil are saying that um, uh, once AI is connected to the human brain, he's talking about 2030, um, then AI would do more and more of human thinking until human thinking as we know it now would be basically negligible. There is words. Um, And so all these satellites are going up, Musk and other companies, but he's the overwhelming uh, one. He tweeted
0: out the other day, we have to get back to work.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, whether we get back to work or not, his 5G um, frequencies are going to be beaming at the earth. Because if you're creating this cloud, this technologically generated, uh, if you like, Wi-Fi cloud reality, which would be 5G, they need at least 5G to make this thing work. That's why it's being rolled out without testing, because they know if they publicly test it and study it, it never get rolled out because it's lethal, cumulatively lethal particularly. So if you're gonna have this cloud and you're gonna connect everyone to it, then you have to have this 5G everywhere on every inch of the planet. That's what i are putting satellites up, thousands, tens of thousands of them to do. Um, um, and so once that happens, Human thinking as we know it now will be over because AI will be thinking. See, up to this point, they have had to manipulate and control information to manipulate perception to manipulate behavior. Behavior comes from perception. Perception comes from information received. Uh, This is why you have all the censorship, so they can control the narrative, they can control the information, they can control the perception, they control the behavior. The behavior as we've seen so clearly in this lockdown, but the idea the end game is they don't even have to manipulate perception anymore because it's coming direct through AI. Um, and what they're doing is preparing, uh, and this is very relevant, I'll come to why in a minute with this lockdown. They are um, preparing people psychologically. To be fused with machines. This is relevant to the vaccine. I'll come to that as well. To be fused with machines. This is what, this is what, what is AI connecting to the human brain? It's fusing you with, um, machines. So what they want is a human machine relationship and not a human human relationship. So what they're doing now, um, and it's all the psychological game, if you understand how they play it. These echoes and series, these personal assistants, and these the technology, they're going to put personal assistants in cars now. Um, The um, internet-connected dolls that kids interact with. What are they doing? They're interacting with machinery as if it is human. People talk to these these echoes and these um, personal assistant things as if they're human. And more and more you're seeing this fusion. And if, if you're going to have a physical fusion, first of all you have to have a psychological fusion which can lead to a physical fusion. And therefore... Um, You want this interaction with machines, this interaction with AI, as if it's human. And of course, most people, particularly young people today, their prime relationship is not with a human, it's with a phone, it's with AI. I tell you, there's stuff coming off that, which is creating addiction, because these people are psychopaths, Um, beyond psychopaths. Um, and so what has happened in the lockdown? Humans are being pushed apart. Humans are being told to fear each other. What is the underlying theme of the climate cult and your Extinction Rebellion and all these people with the hoax of human-caused climate change? Humans are dangerous. Humans are horrible so now with this um, lockdown and this social distancing humans are dangerous oh could they have it oh um and so you had this academic come out a few days ago I think his name was Dingwall from Trent University in Nottingham and he is uh an academic in an organisation that is actually advising uh, the government via another organisation on the, the lockdown and, and the science. And he came out and he said, you know there's social distancing, two metres, six feet apart? These were his words. It was conjured out of nothing. No science. And at his level in the pyramid, it will seem that it was conjured out of nothing. wasn't. It? That's why social distancing is not just happening in the same way, six feet, two meters in Britain. It's happening in India. It's happening all over the world because it's centrally dictated. And it's, it's there not to protect people from some freaking virus. They know there's no virus. But to keep people apart. And in your interview with um, Dr. Um, Andrew Kaufman, he was talking about the masks. Yeah. And the fact the holes in the masks are so big compared with the size of viral particles that basically, um, my analogy, it's like trying to hold back a, uh, 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 a a a wave of water with a sieve. It's going through. It's the nonsense. But what does that do? If you're wearing a mask and I'm wearing a mask, no facial expression. Yeah. There's no human interaction. And, what they, and this is why they want the lockdown, one reason why they want the lockdown to go as long as possible. They want to push people apart. Why did they close the bars and the pubs? They haven't done it in Sweden. Why did they close the bars and the pubs and, 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 and stuff? And why are they saying, even if we, you know, we roll back some of it, oh no, the bars and the pubs are going to have to stay closed, right? Because they are places of human interaction and they want to drive people apart. It's an absolute, um, totally a psychological game. All things based on psychology, but if we come round to um, the vaccine, I said last time, that what will be in that vaccine will be other things that will create human ill health, which can then be used to further impose uh, uh, imposition. But the crucial thing, this is why they want everyone vaccinated. This is the crucial thing. In there will be nanotechnology. Um, chips, but forget microchips as you know them. Um, it's called smart dust, nanobots. These are tiny nano machines, not just chips, machines. And um, the idea is to put that in the body, and then the nano machines start replicating and changing the body from. The biological body that we have become used to to increasingly a synthetic body Um, and this is what the whole transgender agenda is all about because the the synthetic human that they are planning in the next uh, stage is designed to have no means of procreation Um, this is why um, the sperm counts are plummeting around the world. They're being done systematically. And this is why you know men are being marginalized and all this stuff. There's no need for men, and there's no need for women in this next stage beyond where we, we are at the moment. Because the next um, human that they want to create will be a, a synthetic biolo- biological human that um, will not have the means to procreate it will not be male or female. And so what they're doing with the kids particularly is that they are preparing them for that. This is why transgender has come out of nowhere and is suddenly everywhere and you can't say anything about it. This is the plan. confuse gender. How many kids now are confused about the gender? Never would before. Confuse gender, confused gender, fuse gender. That's where... The whole thing's meant to go. So all these things are connected. And after I said that to you in the last interview, I then come across an interview with a lady um, called uh, Celeste Solem. And Celeste Solem um, is a whistleblower who worked for FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Agency in America, which is a 100% cult operation. And when the President of the United States announces a state of national emergency, I've, this has been in my books a long time ago, this information, a certain number, a series of things is triggered, which gives FEMA massive um, power to run things. That's what they're doing in America. Behind the scenes, FEMA's running, running it all. They're running the medical response, all of it. Anyway, she worked for FEMA. And one of the things she worked on was planning for pandemics. And she came out of this interview. You can see it on the the internet. In fact, you know, I've got this package on davidike.com for viewers of um, London Real interviews with me, where there's loads of videos relating to what I'm talking about. And she's one of them. Um, And she starts talking about what's going to be in this vaccine. And it was amazing because it could have been me talking to you in the, the last interview. She said, "What, what, what, they, what they're planning is these nanochips in what she called a a gel." Obviously, this is absolutely on the nano scale, and she described it as a DARPA gel. Now, DARPA is something that I've been um, exposing for decades. DARPA is the technological development arm of the Pentagon. It's what funds uh, and all these um, Silicon Valley technology companies to develop technology that is going to advance this agenda of human control. Uh, the CIA have a version called IQT or InQtel uh, where they fund, seed fund um, technology companies. These are the people behind Silicon Valley. Well, Israel is massively behind it as well, but um, these are the people behind Silicon Valley. This is why they all move as one unit and, 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 and censor people and get too close to the truth. Because they're, they're just assets of this military complex in the end, this military intelligence complex. That's um, why all the surveillance that uh, and all the information and data that's kind of sucked in second by second from people all over the world into Silicon Valley, goes through Silicon Valley, goes to the, to, to DARPA, the Pentagon, etc., and and the intelligence network. It's all connected. It's one vast web. Um, and, but she said that this DARPA gel was going to contain microchips and that um, once inserted in the body, these things replicated. And she said what, what they are designed to do is change the nature of the body by replicating and replicating within the body. And that's why they want to get this vaccine into every man, woman, and child in the world. Because one, um, one expression of this, these nano-chips, these nano-bots in the body, is they connect us, or would connect us out into this um, technological sub-reality, this cloud. And we would literally become terminals of it. And during this lockdown, um, Elon Musk has been given permission by the Federal Communications Commission a cult operation to install a million ground antenna in America that would interact with the, the satellites he's putting up to beam 5G at the Earth. Um, and these nanobots within the body would have, would, have, would do the same. They would interact and, and, and uh, be controllable by this uh, this smart grid, which is not just based on 5G, because they're already talking about 6G and 7G. So we're in a situation now where we need to face a few things. I've been trying to get this across for 30 freaking years. I've been laughed at, I've been abused, uh, 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 and I don't mind. I mean, you know, I just want to get the truth out so my kids and grandkids don't have to live in the world that we're watching unfold by the hour now but I've been trying to get it out and we need to start finding some maturity and we need to face the situation we're in we are now living in a global version of Nazi Germany we are in a state of fascism What YouTube and uh, Facebook and all these people, Google, are doing in deleting people for no other reason than they are challenging the official narrative by the cult of which they are assets, that only happens in fascist or communist uh, regimes. We had doctors, two Californian doctors, this happened to all the other doctors as well, who came out. They were speaking at a, a, a news conference which was filled by a local mainstream media outlet in which they were explaining that the figures made no sense. Even if you accept that there is a virus, the figures make no sense in terms of death rates. They said the chances of dying of COVID-19, even if you then look at how COVID-19 has been manufactured through death certificates, um, in California was 02 point three percent I think. Uh, it was tiny. So they were saying, the lockdown doesn't justify it. No, it doesn't. The lockdown's only happening to destroy the livelihoods of vast numbers of people to create mass dependency. So very quickly, it got to 5 million views. Because these were credible, intelligent, rational people. YouTube deleted it. For no other reason than it was telling a different story. That only happens... In fascist um, and uh, communist regimes. So, Susan Wojcicki, who is the head of YouTube, um, Sergey Brin and Larry Page, who are running Google, Mark Zuckerberg, who is running, God, what a joke he's running, Facebook, you are agents of fascism. You are facilitators of fascism and we need to call these people out because that's what they are. And we need to face the fact that that's where we are. And say to ourselves, look, there's nearly 8 billion of us, there's an handful of them. In this country, there's uh, 66 million of us being imposed upon. There's a tiny number imposing upon us. In America. What is it? 325 million. Tiny number of people. Are imposing on uh, 325 million people. So. I see a way out of this. But only. If you stop. Acquiescing. To these psychopaths. And say. We're not having it. And we are going to live our lives as we. Choose and not as you tell us. In Scotland, there's a moronic lady called Nicola Sturgeon, who I wouldn't let loose on a Lego house, who is dictating to the people of Scotland whether they can go out, what they can do this, when the lockdown is going to roll out and or, or be, carry on. Who is this woman? I hear. The Scots are an independent people. Okay. Where is it? Where is it? As you let this woman just dictate to you. And unless we are prepared to say, I'm not going to be imprisoned by consequences anymore. I'm I'm not going to not do what I know to be right because I'm thinking what are the consequences of doing what I know to be right. Unless we do that, then the world that our kids and grandkids are going to live in, never mind that, the world that people of even a relatively high age are going to live in, would make Orwell's world, you know, almost, um, mild compared with where they want to take this world. Because, you know, I have talked and written over the years and been ridiculed for it about the fact that this world has been infiltrated by a non-human force. You go and study the ancient cultures and the ancient accounts many of various cultures around the world as I have you'll find a common theme that there is a non-human force manipulating human society. And these are different cultures that, that kind of rose without connecting with each other um, in the distant past who came up with the same story. I've talked to shamans. I've talked to Aboriginal people in Australia and so on, and Native Americans and many in various ancient cultures. And they have this same thing. They They call this force different names. Of course they do. But they're talking about the same force. If you look at the islamic version of what they call the jinn and you look at the gnostic version of what they call archons they are describing exactly the same hidden force manipulating human society and what they've done because they operate outside of our frequency band which is tiny our visual frequency band is so tiny what we can actually see compared with what there is is ridiculous it's like a very narrow television channel that we're living in Um, They operate outside of that frequency band. That's why we can't see them. What if they're there? Why can't we see them? Okay, so when you're tuned to radio one, why can't you hear radio two? Well, they're on different frequencies. Exactly. That's why we can't see them. But they have a network within the frequency band that we are operating in and we can interact with, which we call the human world. And their job is to manipulate the human world to an end on behalf of this hidden force operating outside of our frequency band outside of our visual reality and these um, bloodlines which are part not human part human it's a hybrid um, field um, they interbreed with each other incessantly because um, they're trying to hold that information code if you like, And if they started um, think, think think of a um, think of a software program you have a fusion of software programs you'll part one program, you part another um, like a hybrid uh, and if you fuse that program with something that's different symbolic of interbreeding with the, the, the you know, the general human family, then that original program is going to get diluted. It's going to get, it's going to basically disappear. So what you do is you keep, if you like, um, use the technological um, analogy, you keep um, fusing your software with like software. This is where the whole interbreeding, is where the blue blood comes from, all this blue blood stuff. oh you know we're different yeah you are but then when people started rejecting over royal control these bloodlines went into the dark suit world, they went into politics they went into banking they went into media ownership business uh, etc um, but they are the core these interbreeding bloodlines the, the bible and i'm not i'm not a christian but you know the bible also has enormous amounts of stuff in there especially in the old testament that is describing this force in the same way these other cultures do they they call this hybrid bloodline the nephilim and they talk about the fallen angels these are all symbolic terms for this uh, this network that on behalf of a non-human force is seeking to take total control of human society. It's been going on for a long time. What we're doing now is reaching the end game. The end game is always going to be technological because that is the way that you get complete control of people. So, um, these, these these networks, this cult, is at its core these hybrid bloodlines representing a non-human force so when all these stories come out about these rich and famous people being involved in satanic rituals and uh, and all this uh, pedophilia and child abuse they are literally still today sacrificing people particularly children to the gods, there's reasons, I'll explain in the books why they do it um, and because go back far enough and it was acceptable to do it in the open. So you had all these rituals that went on in the open, all these sacrifice rituals. And then as humanity got more mature, they weren't having that. So now it just goes on underground, which is why I've exposed um, um, so many people in my books for being involved in this, including the British Royal Family, by
0: the way. Um, and Gates is in this as well. Well, or controlled by it.
1: Let me. Let me what just, about Trump? Let, let, me, let me just say this I would like to talk about Gates. When I look at Gates, and I would say to people, go and find some footage of Gates and look at his eyes. They have no life. His eyes are dead, and his eyes never smile. Every time um, I I look at Gates, what goes through my head is biological AI. Um, Because there is no human energy about him. He's like an automaton, and his eyes are dead. There's no life. There's no light. There's no love in those eyes. And I do understand why, because he's a freaking psychopath, and, and I'll explain why. How this works is that in the underground bases, what they call dumbs, deep underground military bases, another absolutely beyond top secret um, research facilities. This technology... The stream seems to have died. So I'm just going to attempt to refresh the page. I'm not sure if that will help. So it appears to be loading. These are only the early developments of the telescreens, the smart TV. Um they um were able to perceive these things because this technology is always well um, ahead outside the public arena than it is in the public arena. I've quoted people in my books, like a guy in 1969, a Rockefeller insider, who described uh, in great detail how the world was going to change, and he has been absolutely spot on in every single way in detail. And one of the things he said in 1969 is that he described the internet. He described the internet in 1969. Wasn't even discovered, we're told, until the 1980s, was it? But it's always long behind, or long ahead of where we are in the public arena. Why? Because as the process unfolds of more and more sophisticated technology rolling out, like now at a vast rate of knots, to create this complete human control system there are no gaps notice there's no lag time there's no gaps where people are sitting around strumming their fingers waiting for some geek in a garage to develop the next level of control it just rolls out seamlessly why because it's always it's been there sitting there to be rolled out so it's seamless as it rolls out now coming round to gates Because this technology ain't coming from geeks in garages. I mean, some of the peripheral stuff might, yes. I'm talking about the real um, control system stuff. It's coming out of underground military bases and other secret projects. They need a cover story and a a cover people to explain where the hell it's coming from. So they have their cult operatives gophers most of them, well all of them are at gopher level even there, some are more gophers than others and they play the role of fronting up different technologies coming out I'm talking about the main technologies that are real vital to the control system and acting as that front man or front woman makes them very rich but this is the deal You front up this particular technology rolling out as if it's, you know, random and you'll become very, very rich. But vast amounts of that wealth have to be spent on advancing the cult agenda in the name of philanthropy. This is why you get these heartless, psychopathic billionaires setting up foundations. It's Oh he's ever such a nice man that Bill Gates, look he's got a foundation he gives to charity. Well just follow the fricking charities and follow what they're doing. Um, And you'll find that it's a a cult agenda that he's financing, whether it's Monsanto or his his main specialisation because they're all given different roles. His main specialisation is vaccinations and the manipulation of health, but particularly vaccinations. That's why he set up this organisation, Gavi, the Vaccine uh, um, Alliance, with an initial $750 million to push vaccinations. Um, And I'll I'll come back to that in a second in terms of um, this Gates vaccine that he's uh, planning to... Um, imposed on the entire um, uh, human race. So then you've got people like George Soros becomes immensely wealthy because he's a financier, right? This is your business. Well, it used to be, you know all about it. Um, how intelligent do you have to be to make vast amounts of money if you know when the market's going up and you know when the market's going down? Because those making it go up and making it go down are telling you, you don't have to be intelligent at all. Make vast amounts of money. So Soros makes vast amounts of money. But he, this is the deal, you do that, but you need to spend massive amounts of it advancing the agenda. So he has this Open Society Foundation network. And uh, the last time I looked, he'd already handed over to it $32 billion. This manipulates people's revolutions that aren't revolutions, it's massively involved in. Um, funding mass migration which is another part of this uh, agenda he funds the whole uh, woke um, arena of transgender and um, political correctness and all this stuff climate change so that's his and this is how it works so Gates' specialisation from the cult is vaccinate the world but not just vaccinate the world, get them chipped. And this Gavi, uh, which he is behind, um, and uh, Ted Ross, the head of the World Health Organization, owned by Bill Gates, was a board member of Gavi, run by Bill Gates. Um, They have developed, and this book that I've just finished, 85% of it was written before the the pandemic and the lockdown came. When people read it, they're going to be shocked because everything I said that this cult wants, they've got because of the pandemic. It's just extraordinary. Their whole thing's advanced so fast. And this Gavi and Gates have developed this, what they call quantum tattoo. And I wrote about it earlier in the book where I'm saying what they're saying is they want to um, tag Every child, like in the third world, to, 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 to have a digital way of seeing if they've been vaccinated or not. Well, because of this pandemic and this fake vac- uh, this fake um, virus, they now said, oh, yeah, we have, this is what we need to do. We need to have a, a, a way of knowing um, who's been vaccinated. And the idea is that they'll have technology. And if you haven't been vaccinated, then it, w- it will be picked up by the technology. This is the idea. And Gates is telling you this. So here we have Bill Gates. And I don't call people psychopaths just for effect. I call them psychopaths because they're bloody psychopaths. This man, Gates, knows what's going on. He knows there's no virus. And he is quite happy to have imposed and pressed to be imposed. The Chinese, here we go again, uh, response to the virus that has created literal death and destruction and we've seen nothing in terms of death yet because of the lockdown literal death and destruction for billions of people's lives he's quite happy to do that because psychopaths have no empathy so they have no emotional consequence no matter what they do so he can then say as he's saying now this lockdown can't end until um, everyone in the world is vaccinated. Day his words. And who else is this week come out with new computer models saying, "Oh no, we can't have the lockdown until the vaccine." Professor Neil Ferguson, whose models caused the lockdown in the first place, a man funded. In terms of many of his projects and operations by Bill Gates. So, this man is literally a psychopath. And let's ask ourselves this fella has been a peddler of software, right? A technocrat. Getting very rich by it, all this Microsoft stuff, very, very important to this whole technological reality talking about. And suddenly, He's running the entire global health system. What? He is telling people you cannot go about your normal life unless you have the vaccine that I say you must have. People! Billions of you! What are you doing? being dictated to by this man. And what is this man? He is an unelected technocrat, which is exactly how the Hunger Games society is designed to be run, by not elected people, by technocratic dictators. What I just described in relation to Bill Gates... How better could you describe a technocrat dictator than that? And what people need to do, because that's the question, what do we do? Well, what people need to do, first of all, in relation to Gates, is um, ask themselves why this man is able to dictate to billions of people in the way that he is. And not fricking have it now. There's 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 some very encouraging signs because you know I've been putting this stuff out. People have been putting this stuff out about Gates, and it has has an effect. You know when he does anything on the internet now, he gets he gets some back. People have started to suss this man, but we must insist that our lives are not dictated to by this psychopathic technocrat. Bill Gates and in terms of what we need to do it might sound a bit esoteric i don't care but you know if you this this is a process i've been through i can only describe my experience if you process everything through your head and your belly the emotions. You will. First of all be. Very prone to fear. And fear freezes. Fear, fear means. I'll do as I'm told. I'll acquiesce. And. It will give you. Every reason. Why you shouldn't act. And because this is asking the question what are the consequences for me of doing this there's another point here of perceptual perceptual connection i talked about the fact this is this is mainstream science that we live in a narrow band of frequency called visible light which is so tiny it's it's almost laughable and visible light is the only frequency band that we see the only visual world is all within this tiny band and beyond it is infinity infinity of consciousness of realities all of it but we are stuck on this one television channel and the head is connected to this channel the, 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 the head perceives everything through the five senses. And the five senses are connected to this channel. So if you only come from the five senses, this channel is all you will ever perceive and it's all you will ever get um, your fix on reality from. And this has been the game. This is how the cultures work this, because it's all psychological, is they have manipulated people to perceive only through the five senses, which is basically the head. And to isolate our perception in this narrow band of frequency and then control the information we receive within that frequency. This is control of the media, control of Silicon Valley and all this stuff, control of education, which is indoctrination. And so what they're doing is they're isolating our consciousness in this narrow band and then programming that isolated consciousness with a perception of reality. This is the human world. And it's because of this programmed uh, perception that people are so, not all of them, but it is changing, but the vast majority are so predictable. I call them press enter people. I go around the world, bloody used to, and, um, and I see different cultures, but in, the, in, the, in certain situations, you see people react in the same way. It's it's like a program. I, I, you know. It's just a software program. But this here, there's a point of, there's a vortex here. They call it in the east a chakra, wheel of light, because actually on an energetic level, that's what it looks like. And this is the true spiritual heart. It has an effect on the physical heart, but this is the true heart. You know, the... Um, connection that people have between the heart and love. It doesn't come from the physical heart, although they, they do that, obviously, in the symbol. It comes from this. And what is love? People think love is, oh, I love you, darling. Well, I mean, you know, that's you know, one level of it. But love is beyond that. Love um, will always do what it knows to be right, irrespective, indeed it doesn't even consider, consequences. Because to consider consequences would be to consider not doing what you know to be right. And love, the heart connection that takes you out of this five sense reality where you can access other levels of perception that gives you a much greater uh, understanding of the reality that you are experiencing. When 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 you operate only through the five senses, you are in this world and you are of this world. When you operate from here, you are in this world physically, but you are of a much more expanded world in terms of your perception of the reality you're experiencing so when people go through this heart opening process suddenly they look at the same world they were looking at before looks totally bloody different you've been through it I've been through it it's like this is not the same world I that was in before because your perception your perspective is now expanded of what you are actually looking at
0: and so so love is the answer David
1: yeah when you open this um, it's not just like I say love in the sense of people perceive love which has been totally you know love has been totally discredited in in that sense you you have to use use words like unconditional love to get anywhere near it you will look at a situation and you will say what do I know to be right here and you do it there's no all, oh, but what are the consequences for me? Because to, to, to ask that question would be to consider not doing what you know to be right, and love in its true sense would never do that. So over the last 30 years, no matter what's been thrown at me, and I'm not saying that you know, I'm a special person or anything like that, anyone can do this because we're all expressions of each other, therefore we're all equally of the same potential. I haven't looked at a situation and thought, well, I'm going I'm to get abuse if I say this. I'm going to get ridicule if I say this. Because this says, do you believe it's right to say what you're saying, to write what you're writing? Yes. Well, do it then. And so when we look at the situation that we face now, this would not go through process of what are the consequences for me it would say what do I know that I should do and it just does it and I can tell you from well long experience now that doing what you know to be right is not as difficult as you think it is when I was a goalkeeper professional footballer The worst part for me was sitting in the dressing room waiting to go out. Because going through your head were all the things that could go wrong. And then most weeks I'd go out and it would all be fine. And I found that. You know, worrying about consequences is what imprisons us, enslaves us. And they want you to, they want to you to fear consequences fear again so you won't do what you know to be right but actually just doing it you realize actually it wasn't as difficult as I thought it was and what you get is incredible satisfaction and self-respect because you are dictating your life your reality your actions and not having some dark suit psychopath or idiot dictating your life for you. And we now have this stark situation where we have this stark choice. Are we going to go on having these idiots and psychopaths, that's the combination that runs the world, dictating our lives to the point where Our livelihoods are being destroyed. How many people are going to lose their homes because they can't pay the mortgage, can't pay the rent? How long are we going to go on doing this? What that would say is not another freaking second. This is nonsense. This is ridiculous. So why are we all doing it? Because of what I said at the start. Fear of the virus, which doesn't exist. Or fear of the consequences when you realise that there is a scam going on. That will get rid of both of them. I know that from my own experience. And you know. Um, to, to put this in a, a positive perspective. I was. Um, I was minding my own business. Um, back in the 1980s, I was a television presenter with the BBC. I was a national spokesman for the British Green Party for a short time. And then very strange things started happening happen to me. Paranormal things. And I ended up trying to work out what the heck was happening to me. In a psychic's front room. Long story short. Um, she's, I have never been to a psychic before. Her name was Betty Shine. And I went to her about three times. I think something like that. No, four times. The first two times, not what happened. The third time. She starts going into psychic mode. And I'm going, you know what's going on. She said to me, this was um, March... 1990. She says, I'm being told to tell you, you're going to go out on a world stage and reveal great secrets. That one man cannot change the world, but one man can communicate the message that can change the world. And that you are going to face enormous opposition, but they will always be there to protect you. And lots of other things like that, all of which have come true. And that from this moment, you are going to be led to knowledge. And at other times, knowledge will be put into your mind. This is March 1990. And I'm, I'm like, something here, literally here, was saying, go with it, go with it. Other parts of me were going, what? From that moment, synchronistically, what people call coincidence, information has come into my life. In various ways, people, documents, personal experience, books, all of it, which has been like some unknown, invisible, invisible force handing me pieces in a puzzle. To put it together, and that's where the information's, you know, come from in this incredibly synchronistic way. And what I was told at that time was that a transformation of human consciousness was coming. And I called, uh, the first book I wrote on this, I called Truth Vibrations because what I was told was that there was a vibrational energetic change coming which was going to have two main effects. One, it was going to wake people up from their coma. That they've been put in. An induced coma. The most awake would be affected first. But eventually. People then solid gold in coma. Were going to start to awaken. And they were going to start to see. That the world reality. Who they were. Is not who they thought it was. The other. Thing they I was told would happen as a result of this truth vibration change and this is why I call it truth vibrations was that all that had been hidden from us was going to come to the surface where we could see it and when I think back to the world of March 1990 there was absolutely no evidence that anyone was awakening to anything and certainly not that all that had been hidden from us was coming to the surface and now we look now and I've watched over this 30 years, particularly over the last 10, even more over the last five, more over the last two, more and more people just looking with new eyes at the world, reevaluating the world, asking questions they wouldn't have asked before. And what's happening in people, those people, is that their consciousness is shifting, it's starting to expand. And as it expands it moves beyond the five sense prison, and it starts to access consciousness awareness outside of this reality and that can start to trigger intuitive knowing um, a feeling that actually something's not right or a feeling that what we're being told is not how it is, and people start to question. Um, And when you question this system that we live in, it's found wanting immediately. It's the fact that people don't question it. It's the only way of survival. And I'm seeing this in more and more people. They are expanding their awareness and they're starting to see with new eyes. And the key is opening this because this is our connection ...to that expanded state of consciousness. And when you open that... ...not only do you... um, ...access... um, ...intuitive inspiration... ...and all that stuff... um, ...you lose... ...the fear... ...that is the human prison. Because love... ...does not fear... Love is the absence of fear, as evil is the absence of love. And so this gives you an extraordinary freedom where you just do what you know to be right and you just say what you know to be right. So this would have said in the last few weeks, David, Dunn. If you say what you know to be right, you go beyond this evil. You're going to get banned by YouTube. You're going to get banned by Facebook. Um, and all the rest of them. This says, you say and you do what you know to be right. And that's what I've done. That's so I've got it banned. I, I, I mean, the... the, the the least surprised person that that happened was me. But this has a power of its own. And banned by Facebook, banned by YouTube, flies off an elephant's back to this. Because this is what's going to change the world. Because this, closing it, is what's got us into this mess. Because once you close that, And fear will close it. Your perceptual point of observation goes here immediately. Or here. Emotion. And you become imprisoned in the bubble of the five senses. When you open that, everything changes. And um, when I say I have more power than these people have, that's the reason. Because they don't have that psychopaths don't have um, open hearts they are heartless that's why they do what they do because um, they have no emotional consequence for anything they do there's no limit to what they will do Bill Gates I rest my um, case um, currently and so when I said some some optimism. What I was told all those years ago, 1990, was this awakening of humanity is not a maybe, it's a guinea. It's just a case of going through the process of it happening. And this lockdown appalling as it is has awakened a very very large number of people to the fact that the world is not like they think it uh, thought it was and the forces running it are not who they thought it was so in in that way this has added to this awakening this Um, realization that we've been lied to, not just here and there, but about the entirety of our reality, about the entirety of who we are, the entirety of the world that we live in. These massive awakenings to these understandings have um, have been able to happen On a massive scale. Because of this lockdown. And now. We have to express that. From a concept. From a perception. To a. We're not freaking having this. Because this. Knows. That we are all. Points of attention. Within an infinite stream. Of consciousness. Some people call it God. Some people call it whatever. It doesn't matter. It's just what it is. An infinite stream of consciousness. And if we live that I am all that is, has been and ever can be having a brief experience called David Ike. then that level of awareness A is not going to fear anything because it knows this is just a short experience within an infinite uh, an infinite uh, state of experience but it also won't have some dark suit like Matt Hancock the um, health minister in Britain or some Gates connected um, psychopath like Fauci in America it won't have them telling it what it's going to do with its life, and whether it's going to sit in its home indefinitely or not. It won't freaking have it. This will have it. Well, what are the consequences of taking it? This won't have it. Um, and the power... You see, at, just after I saw that psychic a year later, I was suddenly projected thanks to a television program the wogan show into a state of historic levels of ridicule i couldn't walk down any street in this country without being laughed at pointed at ridiculed shouted after going to in a bar forget it and here i am sitting here to uh, talking to you 29 years later with enormous numbers of people looking at what I'm saying and saying well actually that, what that bloke's saying makes sense and I've gone from mass ridicule where a comedian to say my name to get a laugh no joke necessary to here doing one thing Doing what I know to be right. Boom, boom, boom. You're this, you're that, you're that, you're the Boom, boom, boom. And that's how you do it. You do what you know to be right. And it has a power that can move mountains. Can create things that you wouldn't think were possible. If you'd have said to, you'd have said to, to, to people... In 1991, when the the whole Wogan ridicule started and went on year after year after year. What do you think about that David Eichblatt? They'd have said, his life is finished. Never going to recover from this. Oh, got, got mad. And now look at it. Why? Boom, boom. Doing what I know to be right. And how we get out of this situation, how we get out of this fascism, is doing what we know to be right and if enough do it then the fascists who are behind this whose power is only the power we give to them it will be over because their power is our acquiescence that's all it is I mean look at Bill Gates what an unimpressive person But why is he able to run the World Health Organization and World Health? Because we give him the power to do so. This won't fricking have it. And when we won't have it, and we're not... See, the currency of control is fear. This doesn't fear. I'll do this to you, we'll do it. I'll say this I'm going to do what I know to be right. That is an unstoppable force doesn't need violence, last thing we need is violence this doesn't do violence but the power of doing what you know to be right and not in ever um, considering not doing it if enough people do that we take control back of our society from a tiny few psychopaths who've hijacked it and we Will inherit a society based on that and not on um, fear, which is what has controlled human society for about no human history. Um, and you know, I just have this message for this cult as I sit here, um, deleted. I've worked you out, and now I'm going to sort you out. Take a bit of time yet, but it's coming. I've come here to sort you out,
0: and I will. To be continued. (laughs) Well, David, I had an experience 26 days ago after our last episode out there where I opened my heart and just said, out of love, the right thing to do is to say no, we're not having it. And the brain said, that's a really bad idea, Brian. (laughs) And the gut said, emotionally, you're making big mistakes. Exactly. And when I moved forward, I got nothing but other people around the world, millions of them now that open their heart up and say, yes, yes, we resonate with that move. And it's changed the game entirely, and everything I feared has not happened. None of it's happened. In fact, I've been shocked and surprised with the amount of positive energy that's come my way and our way. And things have literally opened up in front of us and almost charted a course towards this heart-opening experience of just doing it for the right reason, purely. That I still, fundamentally deep in my gut, think that we should be allowed to have this conversation and people should be allowed to listen and make their judgment, and that is my heart and As I was saying a few days ago, let the chips fall where they may because
1: you know you you just described in your recent experience um, exactly what I was talking about um, and you know when when you op- when you open this you know and, and fear disappears because you're doing what you know to be right. You, you, the, the feeling of relief almost. It's almost like the, the burden drops. Because all the fears, you know, what, 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 what happened there? What happened there? Ooh, what if I did that? What if I do that? Suddenly, gone doing what I know to be right. And that frequency, if you express it in a level where you live it rather than think it, will attract to you everything you need to achieve doing what you know to be right. Um, You know, all the way through my life, the last 30 years, Well, i say my whole life if I look back. But over the last 30 years, every time I've needed something and things have just... It's like all is lost. There it is. There it is. There it is. And you reach a point eventually, which is why I'm so laid back about, you know, all that's going on now in terms of attacks on me, you know, in in one ear and out the other, don't touch the bloody sides, Um, is because... I've had 30 years of experience of knowing that whatever I need to do what I know to be right will be there just when I need it. Um, And this is what happens. This is what happens when you let go of fear and you let go of what are the consequences, which are all just prison guards, is that life, You start living life and stop life living you. That's what happens. Um, And so, throw throw at me what you like, Miss Wuchiski. And all the rest of you, Mr. Gates. Throw at me what you like. And I'll just bat it away. Boom, boom. Boom.
0: And look at what you manifested. Well.
1: But you've got to know your own power. And this this whole cult. Is about. Through your life. Telling you you're not powerful. I'm more powerful than they are. and I'm going to sort them out. I ain't leaving here till I am. So. um, Throw at me what you like.
0: Um, Psychopaths. Ain't going to change the outcome. And look at what happened in 26 days by throwing out and open up your heart. Now we're broadcasting to over a million people in the world without anyone censoring us. That wouldn't have happened unless we had done this and, and, and gone all in and not worried about the consequences. This
1: is the thing you see. <laughs> it, it, you know, there's some, the, all these old phrases, like old wives tales and stuff. They have enormous amounts of of, of truth in them. And, and one is... Every cloud is a silver lining. And, and like what's going on now, you can see it as a cloud. Oh, I'm a victim. You've seen what YouTube have done. Oh, I'm a martyr. I'm not a freaking martyr. I'm in control of my reality. Okay? So, um, where is the silver lining in this cloud? Because there is one. There always is. And you've just described the silver lining it's taken a, 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 another direction which is going to manifest um, not just a, um, another way of communication, but a way of communication that, as much as you can in this world, is not at the mercy of the cult, which YouTube and Facebook are. Well, are, they, are they going to delete us today? You don't have to think about that anymore. already go. So, no YouTube, no Facebook, Possibly no Twitter soon, I don't know. Um, so where's the silver lining in this? Okay, go for it. And this is what happens, you know, all the way through the last 30 years. Uh, I've had massive challenges. There's always been a silver lining. And you go, for, you go down there, oh, and something else opens up. It's amazing. Life becomes an adventure instead of an existence. And, and you know, this is not, it's not me sitting cross-legged on a mountain. Um... Anyone can do this. It's our natural state. This cult has manipulated us into an unnatural state of five sense only perceptions of reality. We're more than that. And when we remember that, I remembered it a long time ago. The only difference between me and anyone else is I've remembered who I am point of awareness within an infinite state of consciousness taking on a brief identity in a tiny reality called David Icke and other people have not remembered they still think they're Ethel uh, uh, on the checkout or Bill driving the bus no that's their experience it's not who they are they are all that is have been has been and ever can be having an experience and if they remember who they are they can start having different experiences and take control of their life uh, instead of having life control them Because that's what has to happen for this cult to run this world. They have to get humanity to give its power to them. I refuse. I will not do it. Up yours, darling. I'm not having it.
0: Well, I hope everyone here can take this advice and open up their heart and really try to find what that thing is that they need to do, that they can do out of love, and watch that fear evaporate and watch all those things that you thought would happen never happen, and instead be joined with all sorts of other people that, that want to go on this mission with you.
1: And that, that's the other thing, is that when you open this, you realize that somebody in another body or another color is just another point of attention, of the same point of attention you are, the same consciousness you are, having a different experience. But what the cult does... Because it has to divide and rule because there's so few of it and so many of us. It has to create fault lines of division. This is where race comes from. This whole Soros-funded um, uh, woke obsession with race and sexism and all this stuff, it's, it's actually literally funded to divide and rule us into smaller and smaller groups of um, conflict when you open this, you, you, you know, you, you realise that we are all different expressions, different unique points of attention in the same consciousness. I am you, you are me. You're just a different point of attention and having a different perspective than I am, but we're all the same consciousness. So racism is insanity. It's just another experience, a different experience. That's all it is. We are all each other. And when you, when you do that, when you realize that, then the potential for divide and rule dissipates and eventually disappears. Because I'm not going to uh, uh, judge you because of your, your race, your sex, or whatever any, anything like that, because it's just an experience, mate. That's all it is. A brief experience. I am you, you are me, we are all each other. (coughs) Oh, I've got COVID 19. Um, But when you perceive five sense reality, only five sense reality, then you are your race, you are your sex, you are your label. A set of labels and divide and rule becomes piece of cake. When you realise the labels are just experiences and not who we are, just an experience. David Icke's an experience that my consciousness, my infinite awareness is currently having. That's it. And, and when I leave this body, I, I will leave David Icke and express my consciousness in a different way. But whatever, I'm, I'm still a di- a, the same conscious as everyone else's, just a different perspective. And we should celebrate the uniqueness, celebrate the different perspectives. Absolutely, that's part of the infinite variety of infinite reality. But it's just an experience, not who we are. And if you if you if you if you identify only with your labels, what you identify with, I can't limitation. I'm powerless. Poor me, little me of cult. Gotcha. When you open this, I'm all that is, has, been, and ever can be having an experience. And I'm not going to let some little prat in a dark suit
0: dictate my
1: life. Thank you very much. That ain't having it.
0: David, I want to live in this world where everyone opens up their heart. I want to be in this place. It sounds like an incredible place. It is an incredible and place. solve all of these immediate problems in a matter of hours, if everybody could do that. That is the problem.
1: That is the solution. It is as simple as that. That would never sit in its house under house arrest. Because one of the other things that happens when you open your heart is you access not learned intelligence. You access innate intelligence. The intelligence of expanded consciousness. And expanded consciousness. Would look at this situation. It's a load of bollocks. Yes. So. I'm not having it. And it, you know. I have this phrase. If you concede to stupid. You become bloody stupid. I will not concede to stupid. This lockdown is stupid. It has No basis in science. The only reason for it is destroy the livelihoods of billions of people to create mass control of the many by the few. That's all it is. Oh, I'm having it. And if more and more people weren't having it, what are they going to do? They come out of the Street, they come out of the White House, we've had a discussion and this is what's going to happen. If enough people say, I ain't doing that. Where's their power? They have no power. Do it now. Their power is. Mm, you don't like it, better do it. The authorities say so. That is the
0: difference between freedom and slavery. Yeah. I'm gonna ask everyone that's watching us right now or listening to us to just take 15 minutes and go somewhere, walk around the block, and just think like, how can you open your heart and make a decision to do something out of unconditional love and not out of fear. And just meditate on this for the next day and and do something with it. I would just say this. Try this. Try this for a month.
1: Stop identifying with your labels. I am ours, I call them. I am our this. I am our that. And just self-identify with being a point of attention within an infinite state of consciousness and because you're a point of attention within an infinite state of consciousness you can have a state of consciousness that big or you can have a state of consciousness potentially infinite and the only difference between that and that is perception and more than that it's self-identity I am Ma always says, I am limited. There are limits to me. I am Ma label. That says, I am infinite. I can access consciousness um, ultimately, infinitely. I'm not my name. I'm not my job. These are experiences. I am all that his has been and ever can be. Just for a month, go around from the perspective, the self-identity. I'm a point of attention within an infinite state of consciousness. Having an experience called my name and my job uh, or my, um, my labels. I am not the labels, they're my experiences. I am the consciousness having the experience. Try that for a month. In a month, at the end of a month, probably before you won't know yourself. You'll be a different person because your point of attention will have expanded and shifted and the world won't look the same anymore.
0: David, I've been having these conversations for nine years and what almost always happens at the end to a lot of the really enlightened individuals is we come to the same conclusion that we are all one. We are all one energy. I've heard it from different people in different words of different races and sexes and religions. And it all comes down to that because again, it's some other knowledge. It's something that's a truism about us as humans. And you've just articulated it again for the hundredth time I've heard it here. This is a trend. This is the most important message we can put out to the world. And so I hope everybody watches this. I hope they share this with as many people as possible. This is the one message we should stick on those you know, satellites that they send out into space you know what are we all about as humans it's this this is such an important point so i hope people can take this on we are love that's what we are yeah
1: everything else is what we are programmed to perceive that we are and that's the enslavement that's why they want this closed because once that opens the world changes and um i tell you how inverted and how insane this world is You've heard what I've just said about who we are. I've been saying it for 30 years. And I'm called a racist. That's the madness of it all. I've never seen any group that called itself anti-hate that wasn't full of hate. That's the inversion. an irony, the person they're calling a racist hater... Says, we're all each other. And the divisions of race and color and creed and sexuality. Just illusions. Brief experiences. We are each other. And um, try dividing rule of that.
0: What I think is funny is the last 30 minutes we've been talking about love. And this is what they want to ban from people hearing. <laughs> and that's our conclusion. You know what? love. They know that is going to
1: bring them down. That's why they don't want us talking about it. They want us arguing and conflicting and shouting at each other. They don't want that. It's their worst nightmare. That's why the, what, the last half an hour has been more dangerous than the first
0: two. I know. That's, and that's the crazy thing. Um, David, thank you. It's always... A huge pleasure having you here. Pleasure. And we always finish with a message that's similar. It's a message of love. It's a message of confronting our fears. It's a message that we are the power. And we can end all of this madness if we just choose to move in that direction. Um, So thank you for that. I appreciate it. Pleasure. And thank you to everybody watching. Again, I implore, please click the sidebar. Share this with your friends and family on social. Ask them to just give us 15 minutes or go to the last 30 minutes, whatever you want to do. But um, see if they can consume this, because that—that's what's going to make the difference. Conversations like this, getting that into people's heads, um, again, not enough for a revolution and violence. This is about love, and that's going to get us there at the end of the day.
1: And and thanks for everything you you know that you're doing as well, because uh, you've been you've been brilliant in the last three weeks. Um, uh, because uh, we need people to stand up, look the dragon in the eye, and wait for the dragon to blink, because
0: it will. Yeah, it just did, and I have to say thank you to those 25,000 people around the world that acted out of love that just did the right thing when I'm sure with the lockdown, you know, the forces are telling them not to do anything with their money and they put it to where you could have this conversation today. So thank you for those family members and thank you for making the digital freedom platform happen today in all of its greatness. And uh, if you want to be a part of that, you can go to lunarrealtv forward slash freedom. And this episode will be here unedited, uncensored, unbanned until I'm dead at londonreal.tv forward slash live. It's going to be here. So again, come back, watch it, share it with everybody. Um, David, thank you so much. Pleasure. I really appreciate you. All right. I think we've done some great work today. Um, I would say stay safe, but you're always safe. You're always good. You're always putting out the the love. And uh, I appreciate you. And I misunderstood you years ago as well, just like most people do when they first hear about you. But every single conversation we had, David, I said, this man is speaking truth and my brain couldn't figure it out but my heart felt you and so I kept pulling you in and bringing you back and bringing you back and when all this madness happened I was at the gym down the road when it was still open and it just something clicked and I said David Ike can give us the answers <laughs> and that's when I reached out to you and that was Rose Ike one obviously Rose Ike two happened and now this is three so thank you um this has been epic and uh
1: that's the way of people